Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. This is Dr. Bakar. Welcome to my podcast. So today will I will today I will talk about constipation in children. It looks very simple term constipation and everyone knows how to treat a constipation but sometimes it's not. So uh, let us start how to recognize and what are the red flag features and if you are at the in the clinic and you have received a baby who is having a chronic constipation what are the things you should look for in the history and the examination and how to manage this child who is having a chronic constipation and it's not a very uh, simple thing like we are thinking but uh, we should rule out the red flags and uh, there is a, a management appropriate management will make relax to the child and as well as to the parents so how to recognize a child who is having a constipation first of all what is constipation recognition constipation fecal swelling encoparesis fecal incontinence fecal infection so what are the difference in these terminology constipation means infrequent bowel evacuation of hard feces or difficult or painful defecation for uh, around one month or more than one month this is the simple definition of constipation so any child who have because child will not tell you that i have a constipation or hard stool sometimes child will uh, change his behavior because of this problem this condition or sometimes parents have noticed their child is having a hard stool and uh, sometimes child is uh, this uh, because of the their behavior problem they develop the constipation so it can uh, all together the fecal swelling and encoparesis what is the difference between fecal swelling and encoparesis fecal swelling means overflow is a result of fecal impaction means passage of loose and offensive stools in child's underwear over which child has no control so this is called the fecal swelling encoparesis which is functional non retentive swelling it means that a child having a inappropriate passage of normal stools in inappropriate places sometimes uh, here in encoparesis they might have a normal stool not uh, not necessary the child is having a constipation or overflow but in fecal swelling they have the overflow but in encoparesis uh, child might have a constipation if there is true encoparesis but encoparesis having a normal stool in inappropriate places sometimes inside the cupboard sometimes under the sofa sometimes under the uh, bed and uh, they have the swelling in the underwear and it is it could be secondary to the behavioral issues so this is the difference between fecal swelling and encoparesis and what is fecal incontinence swelling in the presence of anatomical organic lesion that's uh, called the fecal incontinence the last one is fecal impaction which is important to know because the uh, the treatment is very different if there is fecal impaction we have to disinfect first so fecal impaction means hard fecal mass in the lower abdomen so any child who is having a constipation you should have to examine the abdomen as well and lower back and lower limb examination we will discuss later but fecal impaction hard fecal mass in lower abdomen sometimes you can find the radiological findings as well so key points in the history and physical examination could be frequent we will ask for the frequency volume and type of stool overflow and straining on opening bowel holding behavior which could be crossing legs 
arcing of the back or tiptoeing in a small children so uh, holding behavior uh, you will if, uh, nowadays every parents have an experience because children are on the mobile phones they are holding their pee or sometimes they are holding their stool so they have the same behavior like crossing legs back back arcing and tiptoeing time of passage of meconium after birth so this is very important key point in the history you should have to ask the passage of stool at at what age he has passed his first stool this is uh, very important and bleeding per rectum definitely parents will tell you by themselves any trigger factor of child's having a developing a constipation because of his behavior problem at school or at home or some dietary concern then we look for the weight and the height if there is a growth failure or failure to thrive then we should look for the organic cause of the constipation and abdominal distension and fecal loading the other thing important is lower limb neuromuscular examination and spinal examination you will visualize the lower part of the low back and uh, you will see if there is any skin lesion tuft of skin hair so that you will look at spinal bifida and sometimes you, you will examine the lower limb you will find the low having issues in the power and the tone and the reflexes so that you will go for the spinal lesion and you will do the mri uh, you will do the mri uh, investigate mri for the, to rule out any spinal lesions and then you have to inspect the perianal area for appearance position and infection so these are the points in the history and physical examination of any child who is having a chronic constipation so what are the red flag features in uh, we are called organic constipation so early onset constipation means first few months of life first few weeks of life is during neonatal period this is the red flag failure to thrive or growth failure it must be some other cause uh, which is leading to the constipation which is causing the constipation means could be secondary cause uh, secondary constipation and neuropathic bowel is you have to examine the lower limb and also you have to examine the low back hersprung's disease what is hersprung's disease which is examiner's common uh, uh, questions in theory exam and sometimes as well as in the clinical exam so what is hersprung's disease so let us discuss let's put pathology of hersprung's disease it is having a uh, it means a Hirschsprung's disease is a congenital absence of ganglion cells in the submucosal and myenteric plexus. So when these ganglion cells are absent, uh, then what will happen? The affected area, affected segment of the bowel, which would be in constant state of spasm and unable to relax. So definitely our bowel is having a spasm and relaxation. behavior we are called peristaltic movement so if they are constant state of an spasm definitely the stool will not pass not go forward that's why they are developing a constipation usually the babies who is having hirschsprung's disease the key question of uh, his in the history is that at what age he has passed his first stool means at what age he has having a meconium usually uh, first 24 hours all babies are passing the meconium and and sometimes in the term babies mostly around uh, 99% term babies within 48 hours they are passing meconium 
So if they are delayed this time, it means there is delayed meconium. We should rule out the other causes as well. So uh, if they have the delayed meconium pus, it could be anatomical neuromuscular disorder. Sometimes they might have a, a problem with the meconium ileus. We should rule out the cystic fibrosis. 10% with meconium ileus having a cystic fibrosis and malrotation valvulus so if there is malrotation valvulus they might have a bilious vomiting so these are the causes who is having a, a delayed meconium so anterior displaced anus and delayed cow's milk protein allergy in first three years of life so these are the red flag features in a patient who in a babies who is having a constipation differential diagnosis what are the differential diagnosis in uh, baby whenever you face a baby you are in the clinic and you received a baby you uh, with the history of constipation you should uh, rule out the red flags and definitely you should uh, think about the differential diagnosis so usually up to 95 percent 90 to 95 percent it is idiopathic functional constipation but sometimes secondary to inner anatomic malformation you should have to examine the inner area but not the digital rectal examination only visual examination because rectal examination by the consultant only in the children like in adults uh, we can do but in children it's not allowed for the uh, pediatric registrar even they are saying only consultant so neurogenic constipation Neurogenic constipation as we dis uh, discussed about the lower limb examination and low back examination. Constipation secondary to endocrine and metabolic disorders. So you have to look for the other uh, clinical features and the family history and uh, past history and you will look for a child's growth and you will look for any other signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. You will look for the signs and symptoms of the celiac disease, cystic fibrosis then uh, it could be uh, you have to differentiate these uh, causes from the history and your clinical examination there are certain drugs which cause constipation but which is very uh, rare in children but you should know that these are some there are some drugs which may cause the constipation so then we'll go for the management of the functional constipation definitely if there is any other disease like hypothyroidism cystic fibrosis or celiac disease you will go for to rule out these diseases you will investigate and you will uh, go for the uh, according to the management according to these conditions but uh, if there is a functional constipation then the management is divided it's classified as non-medical and medical Non-medical management like education, which is very important. Education if child is old enough, enough, you have to educate the child and the parents. Diet and lifestyle. If you have a dietitian available, you should refer to the child to the dietitian for a fiber diet and increase uh, fluid. Lifestyle changes, sleep on time, diet is uh, diet should be appropriate and uh, no bullying and behavioral management which is very important. Sometimes they have bullying because they have a, a fecal swelling like for example they have a, some a very smell, smelly, uh, smell uh, in the stool, they have the encopresis or fecal swelling. So they are bullying, by, they are bullied by their parents, by sometimes by their siblings, sometimes at a school. So you have to manage these issues. You have to 
address this issue to, to the child and the family because you have to support the family as well. So these are the non-medical management. And medical management, uh, you have to know either child is having infection or not. Uh, infection, what is the infection? As I mentioned earlier, that you should examine the abdomen. If there is any mass in the lower abdomen, and sometimes it wouldn't be visible on the radiological findings on the x-ray. So if there is infection, you should go for the disinfection first. If you will not go for the disinfection, whatsoever you will treat, it will not affect it. So if there is a... Uh, Infection, you will go for the disinfection, then you will go for you will give the maintenance therapy. So, disinfection is first line management is a macrogol laxative which is polyethylene glycol, like a mobicol pediatric plant sachet. And this you will give for up to maximum seven days. The dose is according to the uh, is according to the age, and you have to dissolve in the water until it becomes clear. And you will give it for the seven days continuous and then you will review this child if child is having disinfected and this stool hard stool has passed then you will go for the maintenance therapy the main issue in the management of functional constipation is that that this treatment is uh, is long term three to six months so non-compliance is a big issue that's why education and support is very important and if there is disinfected uh, is a failure you have treated with a movical pediatric plan for maximum seven days according to a dose according to the age if it is failed then the second line is stimulant laxative sina or sodium picosulfate picolex if no result with macrogol then uh, if still no result definitely you will refer this child to the consultant and if it is a uh, uh, infection is there you have treated with disinfection you should review within one week and then you will go for the maintenance therapy and maintenance therapy will uh, require sometimes six months three to six months and sometimes we are advising them one to two sloppy stool then they have to reduce the maintenance therapy they will not stop uh, suddenly they have to reduce the dose slowly and gradually over a period of months so this is a long-term management of functional constipation that's why it has a, a non-compliance and if it is a non-compliance this child may have constipation again so this is the reason that uh, we have to educate and support to the child and the family as well so this was little bit about the constipation you should look for the red flags either Hirschsprung's disease in small babies with abdominal distension excessive crying and constipations in childhood and delayed passage of meconium definitely you will think about the Hirschsprung's disease and diagnosis by uh, the rectal suction biopsy of the Hirschsprung's disease some definitely you will uh, you will uh, have uh, some uh, finding on the x-ray or uh, barium enemas but the definitive diagnosis of Hirschsprung's disease is rectal suction biopsy which will show the uh, part of egg ganglion cells of the mind plexus so this was a little bit about the constipation any babies who is having a constipation chronic constipation you should uh, rule out the other causes like you have to examine the abdomen you have to examine the lower limb you have to examine the low back and you have to uh, look for the other signs and symptoms of the secondary cause of the constipation like celiac disease cystic fibrosis like uh, hypothyroidism so you have to address all these issues and 
if there is uh, no any other sign in the symptoms and child is growing bad then it is a functional constipation and then you will go for the either baby is having infection or not if there is infection you have to go for the disinfection then the maintenance therapy so this was about the constipation i hope this will help you in the management of the children who is having a constipation thank you very much assalamu alaikum